0: thinks the number one reason for the loss is now? Is there one thing that you, in your own mind you're saying, we gotta get better at that? We have to get better at everything. Would you like to expand on that? Nope. Oh. You can do that. You know everything. Why are you so pissy, Leon? Why are you so pissy? I'm not. just answering Yeah, it. you are. I ask you a question. Hey, 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 everybody. This is Five Hole Fantasy Hockey. I am your host, Zach Vogel, and with me today is me, myself, and I. We'll see what the night brings. I was alone. I was all by myself. We got some Tuesday trends going on tonight. Uh, You know, we're going to, you know, talk about uh, actually a, a real new big policy Coming up, that's gonna you know kind of play into our injury report, and uh, we might get a little swifty with a little bit of a hot guy check-in. I haven't had a hot guy check-in for for a little while. Let's start off with the injuries, and I think right off the bat we're gonna have to start off with the biggest news in the NHL today, which goes along with injuries, and that is the NHL will not be testing asymptomatic players. Once the return of the All-Star break happens, now I believe the All-Star break starts February 3rd. After that, they won't be testing asymptomatic players. I believe they are still going to stick with the five day rule for players that have tested positive for quarantining but they have seen a you know a slight decrease the prior two weeks i believe there was 180 players put on covid protocols and the two weeks prior to that it was in like the low 200 so really it hasn't seemed to me like it's gone down that much but i do feel like it is a step in the right direction we're still going to have to do the testing for going across country lines as far as you know the us and canada goes so you're gonna get tested there, but otherwise, it seems like a step in the right direction. We need to start getting these uh, these lineups back in order, especially with you know the the playoffs kind of right around the corner. I I know it doesn't seem like like they're that close, but they're gonna sneak up on everybody like they do every year. It's a pretty big thing for me. I I, I definitely wish I could uh, get the guys' opinion on this, but I, I'm sure everybody would agree that this is, you know, a good thing. I mean, so far this season, over 100 games have been postponed. That is a lot. And, I mean, I know we're all talking about, oh, well, they're going to, you know, make some of them up during the Olympics and everything like that. You ain't making up 104 games in two weeks. It's just not going to happen. But, I mean, it is going to take a chunk out of them, and we are going to start pushing towards, you know, maybe a little heavier schedule For some of those teams that have a lot of postponements, especially some of these Canadian teams, we've talked before about should we be picking players up from those teams or or, or trading for them coming into the end of the fantasy season here? I know the general consensus was no, but at the same time, I do understand the, the thought of the devil's advocate here where, well... They're gonna have a lot of games coming up and 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 all that. But I'm kinda in in a wait. I'm kinda in a wait and see mode. You know, I, I find myself in this mode a lot, and maybe that, you know, hurts me in the long run sometimes, but also it helps me in the long run as well. I'm gonna wait and see exactly what these schedules have to behold. Cause it's gonna be hard to just trade for a player that you don't know that you're gonna get the kind of return that you're looking for, you don't know when these games are going to get made up. Now, I get it. They're going to get made up at some point in time, but it very well may not even be during your fantasy season. There's only one way to find out, though. Uh, it, if that's something you try, uh, you choose to do, then go right ahead. It's just not something I am comfortable doing at this moment. Now, I am going to be looking to possibly make some trades going Towards the uh, towards the playoffs here, but I'm going to hold off on picking out specific Canadian teams just because I, I think they should be getting these, you know, games played back. Okay, so moving on to the rest of the injuries and there's really not too much since we last had an episode, Raj and I, Jake Muzzin is out with a concussion that that certainly does affect the Toronto blue line a bit but honestly they play pretty decent team defense even though Jake Muzzin is a great backstop they do have other players you know in the wings that can kind of fill that role he's not the greatest offensive defenseman that that's more going to be you know uh Morgan Riley's job but i mean TJ Brody Rasmus Sandin they're they're both very good defensemen, uh, defensive defenseman that is so with Jake not being out at the time, I'm not super worried. Even though he does get a uh, you know uh, a good amount of peripherals um, and is good for a point every now and then, something to keep an eye on. But it's not something that's going to really affect too many people. This next one is a little bigger, however, in, in my opinion, and that is Darcy Kemper, Colorado. And and Colorado has kind of had some up and downs in net, not as far as wins or anything, but just Who is there? You know, you have to think that Fransuz is going to take a bigger role with Darcy Kemper being day-to-day, but that is just a day-to-day. He's he's just down to dance, and he he might be back in the lineup come later this week. As soon as their next game, there's only one way to find out, but, I mean, it does have to do with his head, so it is something that uh, it's definitely a keep an eye on situation. If you are a Darcy Kemper owner, I wouldn't just automatically plug him into your lineup if you have a Fran to put there. It's something you really want to keep an eye on that day and each day. As far as new to the COVID list, which we have been doing lately, I want to start off with Beau Harvat, and that is just me saying, hey, I'm sorry, Raj. Um, your boys are just coming back from a long road trip in America, and it looks like You know, players like Bo Horvat and Connor Garland aren't even going to be able to come back with the team. They're going to be stuck in their respective cities to which they have gotten sick, at least for those five days. It's been a tough, tough sled for you guys down here, Raj. And then a couple of guys got thrown on the freaking COVID list after Raj and I just talked about him. That is Valerie Nishushkin and Tage Thompson. They both just got put on the damn COVID list. As soon as we said, hey, yeah, pick these guys up. Yeah, that's what happened. So that didn't work out so well. But that's the whole thing. That's what fucking happens with all this COVID stuff. You know, a player can be primed for a pickup, can be primed to get some points, and then boom, that day, he gets thrown on the COVID list. It is rough going. It's rough going out there. And that's why it's, you know, hard to be making these pickups. So I've been trying to, you know, do more of these one to two day pickups because it almost seems like that's what you have to do because the player that you picked up yesterday might have COVID today. And and that's, it's a killer. It's a killer. It, it just is, especially when, when you think that you are, you know, getting one over on something. I'm going to pick this guy up early and yeah, you just screwed yourself and you got a whole bunch of zero points. Like I said, as far as the injury list goes, it's not too deep, uh, this, this episode, just because we did have a little bit of a bigger one last episode. And luckily, just not that, not that much has happened. I'd like to have an injury report that isn't too big. Okay, so as we usually do for these Tuesday Trends episodes... We're gonna do some guys that are, you know, trending all sorts of different directions. We had a couple of uh, people that chimed in on the Discord. Like we always say, the Discord is a great place for all fantasy hockey talk, hockey talk in general, life talk in general, food talk in general. We had some people that kind of chimed in, helped us out with some players that they wanted to hear about in the hot guy check-in. Or should I say, the hot guy check-in. So hot right now. Taylor Hall, four goals and eight assists in his last 10 games. It seems as if he is finally coming into his own in Boston. We always knew that he was a supreme talent, so I don't think it's that anybody is really surprised. But uh, what I have really seemed to notice is Eric Hall has kind of, you know, giving them a little bit of a booster shot, if you will. Putting him on that second line, replacing Charlie Coyle, who is a drop in my eyes, has really given them a spark. And and Cassidy has shown that he's willing to shake up these these top two lines in the, in the top six there in Boston. So I, I like the fact that, you know, the shakeup is kind of helping Taylor Hall, and he's You know, looking more like the player we thought he was going to be coming into Boston. It took a while, but uh, it seems like finally it's coming to fruition, at least for a little bit. So Taylor Hall is a guy that, you know, I, I would definitely be interested in picking up if available in your league. Chances are, you know, he's not going to be, but he is 75% owned in Yahoo League. So he is available in 25% of them. The only thing is, you know, he, he's really only going to be out there to get your points and, and such. So don't really expect him too much on the perips and all of that. Next up, I got Mats Zuccarello. Dude, I am, I'm, a, I'm, I'm big on this one. I'm big on this one. I like all of them, to be honest with you. I, I, I'm in on Zook because I'm in on the wild. And, and that's just kind of where I stand on it. They're a great hockey team, and that's what they are. They're a team. They play as one unit, and Kaprizov is like the head of the snake zuccarello would be like a fang or something like that but he's still an integral part so i think that he has uh room on he he has room on a fantasy squad now he is going to be on the bottom of most rosters but dude has 32 points in 29 games this year that isn't just like that isn't a fucking mistake now, you would like to see him shooting a little more. He is over two shots on goal per game, which is great. And really, his shooting percentage isn't really any different than than what he's shown that he can be in the past. I mean, his three-year average is 15.6. He's in a 16.4 right now. For his career, you know, he's over 11, 11%. So, I mean, it's not like... The shooting percentage is really going to scare you, and while some of these other ones may scare me, just because oh they're on the team, they're on this team, and I don't trust that team, I do trust the Wild. I'm not going to lie, I do trust the Wild. I am a believer. I like them top to bottom. They they just play good team hockey, and Matt Zuccarello is a big part of that. You know, he's, he's, he's getting power play uh, time. He's getting a ton of time on ice. His past five games, I mean, he has two games where he had over 20 minutes. In fact, over 23 minutes. And those weren't even in overtime games. Those were just in regular games. He had 23.19 and 23 or 25.17. That's two games in the past four. Like I said, not even overtime. That tells you that Matt Zuccarello is playing a big part of that offense. The hits and blocks aren't really going to be there. You, you could sprinkle in a few, but don't really pick him up expecting them. That's for sure. I mean, he's only going to give you one a game or so, more more likely less. But really, you're you're there for the points. And him having that attachment to Caprizoff right now is just huge. He keeps going, and I like Matt Zuccarello big time. Hawkeye check in all fucking about it. Johan Larson, time to bring even myself down to uh down to earth, you know what I mean? He is top line, second power play and certainly a chance, you know, at getting points on every, any given day, but the whole thing just like I trust Matsu Horello because I trust the wild, I don't trust Johan Larson for the sole fact of shit I don't trust the Arizona Coyotes. If you trust Arizona more than I do, then good luck to you, my friend. Then good luck. If the coyotes have a favorable schedule, however, I'm in on them for a daily stream. Don't get me wrong, I'm in on them for a daily stream, but this is not a hold for me. I don't see myself sticking him or sticking with him longer than you know a day or a couple, depending on. The Arizona schedule. One thing I will say about Johan Larson, though, is he is getting much more time on ice than he ever has previously in his career. And you have to like something like that. While he is getting that extra time on ice and he does have a super inflated shooting percentage at a 19.2, just under 20 percent, what you do hate to see is he has 26 shots in 25 fucking games. He's shooting once, once per game. This, that, oh, Jesus, I, I I can't get behind that. His total shots attempted is only 53. He only attempts to shoot two times a game. So if you only attempt to shoot two times per game, you only hit the net one of those times, and 20% of the time they're going in the net, that is something that I don't see continuing. This one seems like fool's gold to me. I'm just not on I'm just not in on Johan Larson. You could pick him up and he could have one of those random ass three point fucking nights. And you're gonna say, Oh yeah, man, I'm gonna hold on to this guy for a while. Please do. Please do. i I hope that I'm playing you that week then. Uh I'm just not there on Johan Larson. And I'm sorry. Kiefer Bellows, the Keefe man. Love the Keefe. Put some on top of my bowl. Smoke weed every day. I will say this, though. This one's really hard for me to get behind. It's more of a shot in the dark than anything else, in my opinion. He is on the one good offensive line in New York, playing with a playmaker like Matthew Barzal. But there just isn't enough for me to see him as a long-term hold. The shots are minimal and the perifs are just, well, to be honest with you, they're, they're kind of jack shit. I mean, you're hoping that you get something from him on points and on a team like the Islanders just don't think that that's going to happen all the time. Like I said, he is on that one good line, but I mean, dude, this guy on the year only has five blocks. So like I said, perifs not there. The shooting percentage isn't horrible. But still, he's only shooting just over one time per game, which I, I cannot get behind. I do like Matt Barzal, and I, I like that. I like that proximity to that top line. That is the only thing that kind of has me going a little bit here. Like I want to like Kiefer Bellows. I think that's my problem. I want Kiefer Bellows to be a you know a Zach kind of guy. But he just gets moved around that lineup too much where he might have some top line time now. He might be getting some more time you know, on any given day, but he can also be moved down to the third line on any given day. That's not the worst third line in the world, but still... I want somebody who's playing with Matthew Barzal, and if Kiefer Bellows is down on you know that second or third line, I'm just not as interested. I'm just not. It's just the way it is. Now he is hot right now, and he is you know on one just like Johan Larson. But these last two players, I do not suggest. I don't suggest. Now you can pick him up for a one day thing, but I'm not personally doing it. One guy that I am personally interested in picking up and have been all throughout the year until people finally started catching up on it is Ivan Barbashev. I love it, love it, love it. He's good, he's good, he's good. I like him. He's on that top line in St. Louis and seems solidified into it too. I think that's my favorite part. He is really solidified into that top line. Now, he has, you know, as we always seem to talk about, he does have a high shooting percentage, but his lowest shooting percentage of his entire career is an 11.6. Now, he has had his, you know, most points so far for an entire year, and that's 34 points in 38 games. Now, he has never gotten that first line time or anything like that, but he's getting over 17 minutes time on nights this year. When over his career, he's been right around, you know, uh, 12 and a half minutes or so. So he's getting almost five extra minutes time on ice. That's big. That That is big time. That is big time. And I don't care who you are. On top of the fact that he's on a good team, he's on a good line, and he is getting all the chances possible. I love this Ivan Barbashev pickup here. Now, you would like to see him shoot a little more, and I understand that. I always want to see everybody shoot a little more, but it's almost like that's not his first job on that line. I I think that's where I'm coming from. He is not the number one threat on that line. Ryan O'Reilly is the number one threat on that line. Now, for scoring, I would say that he is the number two threat on that line because Braden Shen, to me while on that line right now, is more of the passer. And and the same could be said for, for Buchnevich if he were to be back up there. And honestly, uh, even Peron. Uh Peron generally seems more of the playmaker type to pass it on to O'Reilly. Now, Barbashev could feast on, you know, these passers passing to him or also getting assists on those O'Reilly goals. I like Ivan Barbashev in a big way. This is actually really the one that I'm glad that no one is here to throw a damper on because I hope he keeps on going, to be honest with you. Like I said, the scary part is that shooting percentage, but he does seem to go up and down for shots on goal, which I don't like. You know, he'll have four shots on goal one game and then fucking zero the next. I don't know what to heart. I don't know what to think. But my heart does tell me that he keeps getting points and I'm not ready to get off of this until he stops. Now I think next I want to still stick with kind of like the hot guy check-in idea, but maybe go to guys that we're hoping are you know coming off of uh, of a little bit of a a slump, if you will. First, I want to start with Jeff Petrie. The last Jeff the last time Jeff Petrie, went on a two game point streak like he is right now he had 17 games in a row without another one he has a chance at points and that's about it obviously considering he gets decent deployment but he's lost that top power play unit. the season he is having is just downright crazy four points in 30 games isnu and futs and that's considering he has scored double digit goals for the past four years on on top he scored 40 plus points the last four seasons. So he will turn it around at some point in time, and I don't doubt that. He's not going to be bad forever, or at least this bad forever. But I don't know when that's going to be. I know I would have dropped him already if I had him. I would have. I would have 100% dropped this man. But he is still going to get you those hits and blocks. I mean, he is still going to get you the perifs. And if you have time to wait it out, then then I suggest you do so. But four, games in, or four goals in 30 games is just wow. It's, it's, that's like epically bad. It's almost like he's trying not to, like I said, he's going to come back and soar the Montreal Canadiens. They're, they're going to be good at some point in time, but it's not going to be today. And it's not going to be tomorrow. I don't really even see him being a viable, you know, hold for the bulk of the rest of the year. They could catch some lightning in a bottle, but I'm not really expecting it. Next up, Jason Zucker. You know what, Jason Zucker is really fucking happy about getting Malkin. He's really happy that Evgeny getting Malkin is playing again, and that Evgeny getting Malkin is on his line. Zucker just—I don't know. It's like I don't know what I was expecting. Like I—I I know what I was expecting. I was expecting him to be better when he went to Pittsburgh. Is what we kind of talked about, you know, before, and we talked about it a bunch of times, like. A good player can go to a good team and just not fit in, and that seems to be Jason Zucker to me. I I see him as a temporary hold for now, though, but that's at best. If he's going to be attached to Evgeny Malkin and Kasperi Kapanen on on the other side, but mainly it's Evgeny Malkin, he can drive play and Kapanen can score his own goals. But Jason Zucker is more of a, I'll stuff it in down low, when-you-take-the-shots kind of guy. So if he's not plugging those in from down low, he's not really going to get too many points. Luckily, Evgeny Malkin and Kasperi Kapan are more than happy to shoot the puck. So, like I said, he he is happy that, that Malkin is back. I don't know really what to expect for the rest of the year. I, I expect him to be, you know, worth a, a temporary hold. Um, and then when the magic dies down... Then when Evgeny Malkin, you know, goes to his little slumps, so I'm sure he's going to do all right to start, but then he's going to hit a wall somewhere after he's played a couple a couple games. And that's not going to help Jason Zucker at all because he's not the kind of player that can drive his own offense. He's not the kind of player that can go out there and get his own points. I, I even see him as a second liner. It's, it, that's not the problem. I think he's more maybe suited for the third line, but he is a, a feasible second liner. I I just don't love him in that situation. I liked him so much more in the wild. It just fit his style of game better. And I think that's where it comes from. So like I said, for me, Zucker is a temporary hold. I am interested while he is still on this heater. There's no, no reason to just drop somebody in the middle of a heater. I understand that. But don't wait around too long for once the bottom does finally drop out. Last up, I want to go to Josh Norris. And I know that it—it's it, weird to even have him on this side. You know, he could just straight up be on the hot guy check-in instead of coming out of a slump. But I'm going to say he's coming out of a slump because he just had his longest pointless streak of the entire season snapped last game, and that was at only three games—three games where he didn't get a point. That was the longest streak of the season for him. Man, that—that that just. Some kind of craziness. The only thing is, they have gone through a lot of adversity this year, and Josh Norris has really stuck with it. I do still think, though, that his biggest strength could be his biggest downfall as well. And, and like I was kind of, you know, hinting at, there is a caveat, and that is it's the line that he plays on. The whole thing is, they are for real, for real. Like, they are fucking for real. Kachuk. Norris and Batherson are a very good line. Their styles of play complement each other so well. Um, Josh Norris strikes me as more of a facilitator with Kachuk there to whoop anybody's ass and still have the skill in the hands to score while Drake Drake Batherson can just score from anywhere. He's a playmaker and a sniper all wrapped into one. If they start to get split up over time, and that could be for a variety of reasons, whether it is injury or COVID or, God forbid, trades and such like that, then I think that that could really start to hurt him. Obviously, I think it would. Earlier, though, I did say that he has shown the ability to try play when, you know, A. Batherson and Kachuk aren't there every single game. Most of the time, there has been at least two of them on that line and you know a a player in there to mix in, as we've seen Batherson be out a little bit. Well, I mean, so is Norris too, but he is having a hell of a season, very high on Josh Norris. But really, it's that first line. It's that first line. Without that first line, I'm not interested. I am interested in any three of them and Thomas Shabbat. Other than that, you are really barking up a tree. You're really barking up a tree. Because really, if you look at everything with Josh Norris, man, the kid does it all. He just does it all. You don't get you don't get nothing kind of games from him. He has great time on ice. He has hits, blocks, shots, points, everything, power play, everything, faceoffs, everything. In fact, he is really fucking good at faceoffs, like really fucking good at faceoffs. Just in his last game, in his last five games alone, he doesn't have a single game under 50%. And two of those games are over 60%. Josh Norris is really freaking good. And not enough people are paying attention. Not enough people have him on their team. And, and in all honesty, they really should. He's only 56% honed in Yahoo leagues, which is crazy to me. Because like I said, he does do a little bit of everything. He needs to be rostered. If he is not in your league, I would go out and get him 100%. Very down with Josh Norris. But then again, why wouldn't you be? What What is there not to like? If you don't like him, please tell me why. Please tell me why. Okay, boys. I know that was kind of a quick one. It's just because it's just me and my single-minded ramblings. Let me know what you think. Let me know what you think. What do you think of these players? Like, seriously, what do you guys think of these players? Let me know. Uh, you can you can tweet us. Uh, you can get us there on Twitter at hockey. Join our Discord. We can talk there, and uh, we do try to be involved in the in the Discord. And I mean, it's not just about us. There's hundreds of people on that Discord that are more than willing to talk hockey with you, give you thoughts on trades, say it, you know, give their opinion on a certain player or team or anything like that. These guys are really knowledgeable. It's not just us, it's really become an entity of its own, which is fantastic. Other than that, you can rate us now on Spotify, which I'm really trying to push because that's fucking cool to me. We got a 4.9 because some all gave us four, four stars. Screw you guy. Okay, I think that's about it. TJ, I miss you. Raj, I miss you. Everybody else, love you.